Welcome to The Truth About, a podcast where we cut the bullcrap and get to the truth so that we can live our best lives. I'm Dr. Monteroso, and today we're going to explore the truth about living your best life. So if you hang out with me pretty much at all, you've probably heard me say, live your best life. I actually didn't notice that I was saying that beforehand. Uh, My students actually told me that at the end of all my classes, I say, okay, you know, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining. Go live your best lives. And it became a theme. I started saying it in other meetings. And when I sat my team down in my company to do our values one day, we collectively decided that living our best lives was one of our values. It's something that I encourage people constantly to do. So a lot of times when we think of living our best lives, we think of doing what makes us happy, going and chasing a good time, you know, not necessarily focusing on the negative or, you know, allowing life to do whatever it does, but just absorb the good parts of life and live it to the fullest. And I agree, and I think that everybody should live their best life in that context. But when I started to think about what does it mean to live your best life, I started to think that it was much more than just living a good time. It was more than chasing the opportunities of laughing with friends and enjoying ourselves. I'm from South Florida, and so Miami is very well known for parties and having a good time. And... uh, That's sometimes easy to do, but living your best life is so much more than that. It's doing the hard things that life entails in order to truly be absorbent in your best life, in the life that you walk off on and say, I'm proud of that, where you're able to, you know, when you get older or even just right now, being able to be proud of the things that you do. And so outside of living your best life, being to absorb as many opportunities as possible to smile and laugh and be with people, living your best life also means doing the hard things. I feel that the struggle that our generation is having right now is an attempted balance between work and life and family and what that all means. We struggle with prioritizing ourselves. We struggle with prioritizing our self-care. We struggle sometimes with even doing the mediocre to get to places that we want to go. I feel that this generation is really taking a look at what they're doing and why they're doing it. And yes, sometimes that goes a little south and there's things people don't agree with. And there's other spaces that are creating conversation, we'll say. Uh, but in general, I, as I prepared for this conversation, I came up with five ways for us to begin to live our best lives. And they're not easy, but they're definitely worth it. So our first one In order for us to truly live our best lives, we have to know what are my values, what matters to me. And we can find our values personally, uh, culturally, relationally with our families, uh, religiously. Our values are really what are our priorities, what matters to me in regards to what I do and who I am and who I am for people. And so when we look at our values, it's important to understand what matters to you. Is it giving people grace? Is it working really diligently to create things? Is it to be kind and respectful? Do you value spending time with people? 
there's so many things that we can look at, right? Online, you see like a values checklist and you can agree or disagree on certain things. But usually when I see those checklists, I'm like, well, I like respect. I like kindness. I think that's probably a good one I should put on there. And it's not that these things don't matter to us. It's just what is our priority as people. Now, why is that important for us to live our best lives? Because what we do in our lives should align with what matters to us. And if it doesn't align, we often kind of go into chaos. We sometimes find ourselves really struggling and feeling so far from ourselves that we start to question things. Where am I? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? When we get the opportunity to absorb what matters to us and truly understand it, it allows us to look at what we're doing and make it make sense, right? We don't have to make it make sense, actually. It makes sense to us and there's clarity. And like in the previous podcast, confidence is knowledge. And when you know that you are doing something or pursuing a career or building up your money, you know, because you have bigger goals for something and it aligns with what matters to you, it feels better and it feels calmer. It doesn't feel as chaotic, Our second thing in regards to how do we live our best lives is we need to start doing things that makes us proud. And if you listen to the Truth About Success podcast that was recently released, you'll find that success is moving towards proud moments. And so when we are living our best lives, we have to be doing things and taking ourselves to places that would make us proud. So is it that you're in school? right? Is it that you're in a mediocre job right now, but you are moving towards building up in that company so that you can, you know, get to a different place? Are you trying to just build your money so that you can get out of debt and that stress that comes with it? What is it that you're doing right now that as time moves on will allow you to stop and go, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that moment. And it's sometimes difficult because we will look back on our lives and say, okay, well, what am I doing right now that makes me proud? You might not have an answer. And that's not something to beat yourself up for. You might look at your life and say, well, I've been spending time with my friends and really prioritizing, you know, enjoying myself. And you know what? That could be something you're proud of. That could be something that you haven't given yourself the opportunity to do before, self-care and enjoyment. And, you know, you could be an extrovert in that being around people brings you, you know, fuels you up. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's the only thing that you do and you're proud of that and you feel like it's leading you towards what matters to you and your values and you are proud of yourself for the things that you do, then live your best life. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you you got to go do a doctorate or that you have to go do, you know, climb yourself up to the ladder to go up to corporate. There's the world standards of what you should be doing. But if whatever you do, you look at and say, what do I spend most of my time on? You know what? I'm proud of that. Then live it, live that life because the best life is the only life to live. And so making sure that you're doing things that make you proud. The third one which I think is really important too, is to understand your strengths and your weaknesses. So there's a lot of introspection 
in some of the tips that I'm giving because kind of going back to that confidence is knowledge. So whatever move you're making, whatever decision you're making, whatever you're doing, you're doing it with confidence. And part of that is understanding our strengths and our weaknesses. What am I good at? What do I know about my personality that helps me flourish? And what am I not good at? Sometimes it's easier for us to look at what we're not good at, what we're not doing well, or our weaknesses in our careers or our relationships or whatever the space is. But I always tell people, know you're good and know you're bad. Because the world will sometimes question you're good. And you could tell them to F off. Because there are certain things that are qualities that you may have that are amazing, that help you thrive, that help you live this best life that we are all trying to get to. And there are things that we're not good at. No one's perfect. We're allowed to not be good at things. But acknowledging what we're not good at allows us the opportunity to move towards changing them or towards building on those skills so that those weaknesses don't influence us in negative ways. Weaknesses is often something's missing. So like if we even think about working out, right? I am missing some muscles in order to pick up certain things. And so working out and, you know, the, the ripping of the muscles so that it builds back up, that whole process of incorporating and adding to moves us from weakness. And so what is it that you need to add into your life? What skills do you need to add? What therapy do you need to go to? What do you need to process about your history so it stops influencing you? Knowing those spaces is not a place to beat yourself up. It's a beautiful opportunity to learn and grow from those moments so that you can live your best life. And it's not easy to acknowledge those weaknesses the same way sometimes it's not easy to acknowledge our strengths sometimes we're raised in a way to be very humble and that's beautiful but you need to know your strengths so you know when to use them so you know how to adapt in moments where your weaknesses maybe are strengthening a little bit or they're being put on the forefront and how do you allow your strengths to come forward it's hard to do if I don't necessarily know what they are so that insight of what am I good at What is something that people really like about me? Not everyone likes it, but most of the people like it. What's something that helps me be successful in the things that I'm pursuing, no matter what they are? It sounds, even as I say it out loud, it sounds like the things you're pursuing is academics or career or money and and this you know, very Western idea of chasing this idea of success. But when I say whatever you're pursuing, I genuinely mean whatever you're pursuing. Because you might be pursuing healing. You might be pursuing breaking generational cycles. And that is just as important in order to live your best life as it is to have a million dollars in the bank. So don't forget that portion as well. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a therapist. Maybe. Perhaps I might be, but it is important, whatever you're pursuing in this moment for yourself to help you grow, to help you be proud of yourself, to help align with the values that you have so that you can live your best life. The fourth thing, which is kind of hard for some people, and I think is one of the things that stops people outside of the insight that's necessary, but This part makes it hard for people to get to that best life sometimes that aligns with them, which is that we have to be okay with the mediocre. 
There's a lot of mediocre in between the great things and the great moments and those proud moments that we have. There's a lot of just kind of trekking, the doing that comes, the things that don't get us excited, but that are necessary steps to get wherever we're going, even in, let's say, the healing journey, right? If you're going to therapy, you're processing your life, you're processing your experiences. There is so much mediocre in between that. There are so many difficult moments, sad moments that are really hard, but once they're processed, absorbed, they're worked through, they're understood, we can move through that and really get to those proud spaces. But there's mediocre things in between that sometimes people would consider very boring and that's okay. We've got to do the boring to get to that best life space or that success or that proud moment in that way. And we have to remember that everything's not going to be perfect. The road is not straight when it comes to getting to the best life, right? Or getting to places that we're proud of, right? Or getting to moments that we get to absorb success. There is nothing perfect about that road. It, it kind of looks all wiggly and flops around everywhere and it takes a back turn, U-turn. You know, if you've ever been lost on the road and your map keeps telling you like, wait a second, U-turn, you miss it. Okay, wait, go the other way. That is life, it is U-turns and getting off the wrong highway and learning that area, that street, that thing of life so that we can understand things and our influences much better and we could be the best version of ourselves. But in that process of learning, it is very imperfect. And usually when we say that too, it's not that there's like a perfect book. It's actually that we're not meeting our own expectations. We're disappointed because we believed that it should be like this and then it wasn't and that disappointment gets absorbed and it's really difficult for us. And so really managing your expectations on what is potentially going to happen, not what you want. That's the standard, the standard at which I want something to be X. But the reality is I might struggle in between so that when you do hit that wall of struggle, you're not like, what is wrong with me? I am a giant piece of garbage. No, you're not. That is expected in the process of going towards things that we're proud of or, or living our best spaces, right? In that dynamic, there's a lot of imperfect moments. And if we can absorb them beforehand and we can understand that that's a part of the process, then our disappointment is going to be minimized in that regard. It doesn't mean it doesn't suck. It doesn't mean it's not sad. It doesn't mean you don't sit and, you know, drink a martini with your friends and just roll your eyes as you think, okay, <sighs> a little disappointed, but we're here. It's important as we move through the mediocre and move through the the boring parts of it, that we also move through the difficult parts of it. I explained to someone recently uh, the idea of growing, right? And this was in the context of business, but I think it's in the context of everything where we sometimes have to create the space in between where we are. So if I'm here, right, I'm in this little bubble, I have to actually make space around the bubble in order to allow this bubble to expand, and that's really scary because while the bubble hole, right, the hole around it is not necessarily filled and in the process of it being filled, it's empty. 
And that's terrifying. You wonder, will it ever fill? Will it be like this forever? Will I have this empty space? And that's why a lot of people, um, I think in business as well, and that's where they talk about the risk. I think we don't take that leap and we don't build that space in between it all so that it gives you the opportunity to grow. And I think as a person, as a professional, as someone that is love and loves, that space is necessary in almost all the things that we do. And uh, the mediocre, the boring, the terrifying is a part of the process. And when we can start accepting that, understanding it, and sometimes even expecting it, then it allows us the opportunity to grow and to explore and to do the uncomfortable. And before we know it, we're really experiencing our best lives and being very proud of ourselves in that process. One of the last things that I thought of when it comes to living your best life is it's really important for us to live in community. I know, I know it's hard to say because people disappoint and people hurt us in so many ways. And I get that. But there's a reason why we as creatures commune and we come together. Uh, one, there's, you know, power numbers, but, you know, we're not getting chased by lines out here. Um, but I think that for us to really experience our best lives, I think when we do that in community with others that are like-minded in our values and in our pursuits that provide the same safety and grace that, you know, you want to give to people sometimes, um, I think that the idea of not doing life alone is a very important one as this process goes, because as you can tell, there's a lot of things that happen in between moving towards just experiencing our best lives and moving towards proud movements. There's so many mediocre, scary, and boring moments, and people remind us what matters to us, and people remind us of our goals, and people hold us accountable. When you really find people, it doesn't have to be multiple, it could be like one and a half. But when you find a community that shares similar values or even just understands your values and why they matter to you, then they can hold you accountable to always remember, hey, I know this schooling is really hard, right? I know you want to quit. You got a goal. Uh -uh, I'm not letting you quit. That's what community does for us sometimes. It holds us accountable to be the people that we want to be. Living in community with others allows us also the opportunity to learn about ourselves. When people come up to us, even in the painful moments, and they say, you know what, Daisy, that really hurt me. Our intention is never to hurt people back, but our often response is to be defensive and protect ourselves. When that's a beautiful opportunity to learn something about yourself and how someone outside is experiencing you, that, again, might not be your intention. But whether intention or not, that might be what's coming off. And you might learn something about yourself in the process and learn something about them, which could create opportunity for connection because vulnerability creates connection. So when we live in community with others, they could be a beautiful mirror to help us see going back to those strengths and weaknesses so that we can highlight our strengths when our friends look at us and they're like, no, you are amazing. You are perfect. We have those friends in our lives and then we have our other friends or even the same friend who looks and says, 
Daisy, I, I don't, I can't back you up on this one. You know, I know that X, Y, Z matters to you. And I, I don't think that you're reacting in a way that aligns with that. And some of my best friends, some of the best people in my life are the people willing to look at me and go, no, babe, I'm sorry. And that has given me the opportunity to learn and grow and grow into the type of person that I'm proud of. And for that, I'm grateful. Having community around you also gives you support, especially in those really tough times, right? It gives us the opportunity to lean on people and to be around people that, you know, make us feel safe. And, and we do need that. You need to be around people that make you feel safe. You need to be around people that you feel understand you, that are not here to judge you or to, you know, put your flaws on the table and throw them at you. We absolutely X toxic relationships. If it doesn't serve me and it hurts me, then it's time to walk away. But that doesn't always mean run away for my people that are a little bit quicker to be like, ah, I'm over it. I'm done with you. No, no. There needs to be, you know, mindful movements as we make those decisions. But if there's relationships that aren't providing us community, then we either need to create conversation. And if it's a safe enough place, then we can do that to allow that person to grow too. Or we can walk away. And we can do that just giving ourselves distance from people. But it's really important to look around you and say, who's around me? Who supports me? Who holds me accountable? Who knows the desires of my heart in regards to the life that I want to live and what I want to do and what I want to pursue and, and how I want to make it and how I want to feel successful? Who understands the things that are my intentions, even if I'm not being the best version of myself, that they see my heart and they see my intention? Because then they can reflect that back to us. The intention of life is to live our best lives. We just, we go through so much in this world. And there's such beauty in the sad moments and the proud moments and the happy moments. But it's not easy. And so understanding what matters to you, understanding your values, so that whatever you're doing aligns with those, making sure that what you're doing in your life, there's stuff that you're proud of. Know your strengths and your weaknesses. Be okay with the mediocre, boring, or even downright difficult process that is sometimes as we go towards things. And to live in community with others that help us feel safe and supported. As I say to my students, I appreciate you guys. Go live your best lives. It's the only life to live. This is the truth about living your best life.